Get ready for Crack the Customer Code, your audio guidebook for creating incredible customer journeys. Your hosts, Jeannie Walters and Adam Toporek, are two of the most recognized and respected names in customer experience, and they have dedicated themselves to helping you improve your customer experiences. And now it's time for Adam and Jeannie. So, Jeannie, you run a business. So I heard. That's what you'd say, yeah. <laughs> so, so I hear all the time. Um, question, would you rather have buyers or users? Well, that's an interesting question for my business model, isn't it? I would say I would say users. We want people who are using the services and the products that we provide. Well, can't you have both? Well, they need to buy it first. <laughs> uh, exactly. And that is where I imagine it because uh, there was an article in Harvard Business Review called The Most Successful Brands Focus on Users, Not Buyers. And my first just sort of gut reaction was, well, let's focus on both. But they make a really good case about the strategic difference between the brands that focus on buyers and focus on users. And one of these distinctions really harkens to a message I think we've talked about about 100 times on this podcast, which is focusing on the customer experience and on retention. But it goes a little deeper than that. I thought it would be interesting for us to chat about it a little bit today. Yeah, I think it's, you know, the article itself and the study, I think, was really interesting because it's basically putting kind of a different lens on what we do talk about. And I would say on, you know, episode 300 plus, we probably talked about it 300 times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the idea of that post-purchase experience and how you can really engage people, um, not just to buy your products, but to engage with the brand, which is actually what creates that emotional connection and that loyalty. And so I loved the example in the article about, you know, it's basically the makeup counter versus Sephora. And if you think about the makeup counter, which I know you always do, Adam, um, <laughs> at, do. at a Macy's or something, um, that's really about, you might you might ask for some help selecting something. You might get a little, you know, overdone makeover there. but you're not really engaging with the idea of this is my brand and they're taking care of me and I want to know more about working with them where you might make a purchase and you might make a big purchase, but then going to a Sephora, you have access to not just the products and not just the people who want to sell you the products, but they have so much more to the relationship. They give you instruction. There's community involved with their apps and services around the products. And so it's much more reassuring as a consumer to walk into a Sephora and get that kind of support and that kind of experience rather than just buying something that you know they want to sell you. Um, So that example really stood out to me because I think it is essentially the same product. It's just a totally different approach to let's spend a lot of money getting them in the store to buy versus let's getting them let's get them in the store to provide this experience and outside of the store and really with our brand. So it's a it's a cool way to think about it. It is because you know we've always talked about the difference between transactional and relational mm-hmm. um, approaches, but they're taking it a little bit further. I would say w- with uh, a strategic approach 
from a marketing perspective in a lot of ways, but also from a customer relations standpoint. For instance, one of the takeaways they had was purchase brands emphasize promotion, usage brands emphasize advocacy. And they used an example of Vail Resorts who just changed their entire marketing strategy and put out this program called Epic Mix. And it's basically, they have their own social network so the skiers can gamify it. They have performance data. They get to use photos and share it with everybody. And, you know, this is competing with ski resorts that are, you know, focusing on, you know, their snow and focusing on discounted lift tickets and all this kind of stuff. So it's a completely different experiential approach, but it's also, you know, truly a shift in strategic focus because you really can't do both. You know, I said that that was what was interesting about the article to me because my first gut reaction just to the title was, well, focus on both. But in a lot of ways, you can't because you're choosing who you want to be and you're mm-hmm. choosing the type of relationship you want to have with your uh, customers or clients. Yeah, I, I like the way you say that, too, because it is it's a choice. You have to make this choice. It's distinct. And one of the things that I think is, you know, whenever I think about kind of the cycle of customer experience, I always think about the fact that when we are when we are investing in the part of the experience that is not about marketing, not about acquisition, we're actually by default going to help the acquisition and the marketing because you're going to have better word of mouth, you're going to have more referrals, greater retention, all those things. So in this article, one of the other takeaways that really stood out to me was that they said purchase brands worry about what they say to customers and usage brands worry about what customers say to each other. And that goes right into this cycle that I see with customer experience where it does, it funnels everything back to word of mouth, which is so powerful in today's market. And if you're not managing that part, it will be negative. It's really that simple. If you are not aware of how do your customers talk to each other, then you are going to be left with bad Yelp reviews or whatever, you know, whatever way you're rated. And I loved that they talked about how Airbnb is investing in the experience of community and content and all these things. And just this week, actually, I got this beautiful magazine in the mail from Airbnb. And I don't know if you've seen it, but no, no but I'm mad that I didn't get one now. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> curious why I did. Actually, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not very um, upset, but <laughs> but well, and we use Airbnb quite a bit. Uh, but I. It was the most beautiful magazine I've seen in a long time. And I remember saying out loud, wow, (laughs) this is like, this is amazing. And it was something I wasn't expecting, but it was all about these, you know, stories of hosts and through their network and where they live and what they, what they tell people about, you know, in these, you know, small towns in Portugal and all these amazing places and it just really stood out to me as like a moment of experience that I wasn't expecting. And I get magazines that have advertisements for hotels. I get hotels have their own glossy magazines. This was different. It was t- it was storytelling in a different way. And I think it's because they're focused on the fact that they want their brand to be a story. It's not just about that acquisition part. It is about the entire experience in a different way. And so I thought it was... I you know, worlds coming together that I just happened to get that. And then, uh, you know, you brought up this article with all these takeaways and they mentioned Airbnb specifically, because I think that's a great example of somebody who's thinking about it in a very experience focused way. 
Absolutely. And I don't want to get too deep on the Airbnb thing, uh, which probably deserved their own episode. But um, yeah. it's interesting to me that um, was were there a lot of ads in it? I'm curious. Uh, no, I don't remember a single ad. A single ad. That's even mm-hmm. more more impressive. I would have figured now, they had a few. Well, I, I mean, I could be wrong because um, it's not right in front of me, but I don't remember seeing ads. Right. So when you think about the brand magazines you receive, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for your, you and I fly different airlines, but for me, uh, it's Delta, um, the one, the in-flight magazine. And then also um, I, I get the American Express, um, mm-hmm. you know, thing. and yeah, it's just buy stuff, right? I mean, right. there's always good content and good stories and, you mm-hmm. know, there, there's good things in there. There is, but there's a lot of, here's how you can spend more money. Right. Uh, and Airbnb, it's even doubly fascinating. One, they sent it to you and not to me. And that I haven't used it. I mean, I am an Airbnb fan, but I've probably only done three in my life that mm-hmm. I've paid for. I've been in a few more where, you know, I was in groups and I, I wasn't the name on the reservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're one focusing on their you know power users like you, people that actually go out and have fun and rent Airbnbs. <laughs> uh, two. They're also trying to control the part of the experience they can control, mm-hmm. which is really interesting to me because they have a model in which they, you know, they just like, and they don't even have near that power, but just like franchising or something like that. They're trying to control all these independent operators as much as possible, but they really can't. What they can control is the things we're talking about. Right. Right. And I think what they're also doing with this is setting expectations in a different way. Because reading about the hosts and what they go through sometimes to make their place a place you want to stay, um, that was really fascinating to me. And they, you know, it sets expectations like um, a little differently. And how can you engage with the people who live in the places you're visiting in a really rich way as well? So I think they're really trying to... um, create a different kind of travel experience. It's not just about lodging. It's about a different kind of adventure. And that I I found, I, I'm now very curious, like what list I'm on or why did I get that? And will I get it again? I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise if I do, if I get another issue. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious about it now. Well, because the model facilitates relationships better than the hotel model. Right. I mean, that's just the way it is because you essentially have a dedicated manager every time you stay in an Airbnb. Now they may be good or they may be bad, mm-hmm. but you individually have a dedicated manager, not a manager and a few assistant managers for three to 400, 500 people. Right. Uh, that doesn't mean hotels are bad, but it is a different model. It is. Uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, go into a Marriott or an SPG or whatever and talk to the manager for 30 minutes when I arrive, like I did at my last Airbnb. Right. I'll right? have a nice conversation. Yeah. Hey, where are you from? How you doing? Uh, they didn't make me a uh, fresh pineapple cake and have all <laughs> kinds of food and all this. Uh, this yeah. I had an amazing Airbnb experience in my last experience. And uh, that's awesome. outside, outside San Diego, I mean, literally like fresh pastries, like everything you could think of, they did it upright. Um, and you just, that's just different than the hotel experience. Right. right? Uh, and one's not better than the other because, you know, with Airbnb, like I don't stare at Airbnb for business very often mm-hmm. because I can't afford to take a risk of not knowing what I'm getting. Right. I can't afford to take a risk that I'm going to show up there at two in the morning and I have a speech the next day and they didn't leave the key. You're right. Exactly. I know. <laughs> right? That's what I was just about to say. You can't get in. That's always the 
like yeah, moment so, of truth. <laughs> exactly. So that you know, it's not it's not that one's better than the other, but one is utilizing this idea of experience uh, very well mm-hmm. and really making it a competitive differentiator. So it's very interesting. And just to sort of wrap back and circle back to the article here, you know, one of the things they saw was that there was a line between sort of legacy brands and newer brands, right? Mm -hmm. The new economy brands, Airbnb, Red Bull versus Coke, all these kinds of things. But that there were also a lot of traditional brands doing this well, like Visa and FedEx and Costco and Lego. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you don't, it's not, this is not just a new economy, you know, right, uh, peer-to-peer type thing. This is any company can do this if they shift their focus. I mean, Vail, talk about a traditional you know right. company, right? Vail Resorts. Uh, so yeah, that's one of the messages is this is about strategy. It's not about industry. Right. I totally agree with that completely. And that's what was so interesting about this article, I think, is the head-to-head comparisons because it does make you go, oh, yeah, that is totally different. And I think if all of us could think of this in a way that is about how do people use our products and services and how can we make sure that that usage part is amazing. Um, That can help a lot of brands out there really think about things differently. So I hope they do. Well, I like it, Jeannie. So how about you use our script and Take us away. (laughs) Well, we hope you are users of our podcast, you know, (laughs) (laughs) our listeners out there are happy to, you know, come back again and again. We always appreciate you being here. Thanks for listening to Crack the Customer Code. If you haven't yet subscribed, what are you waiting for? Our subscribers get newly released episodes immediately, and they also get our undying gratitude. Right, Adam? Undying. (laughs) (laughs) Crack the Customer Code is a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so be sure to check out all the great business content at c-suiteradio.com and c-suitetv.com. We appreciate you spending your time with us. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our trademarked customer experience investigation process and more at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Tepork, and you can learn more about me, my keynote speaking, our customer service workshops and training, and all kinds of other things, customer experience, at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.